Jason Lee Podcast. Welcome back to an all-new episode of the Jason Lee Podcast. What a week, what a week, what a week. So I'm back in L.A. I have been at my domicile in Stockton, California. As you know, and if you don't know, I'm running for Stockton City Council because I believe that sometimes when you really want to change the community that you live in, you got to get active, you got to get involved. I find it interesting that some of you just see me as a monolith and don't understand that there are different layers to me. That doesn't mean I'm bipolar and I'm not disrespecting the mental health community, but I am running against somebody who works in mental health. Because that's what it is. It is what it is. Now, I'm going to keep my day job of coming here and saying what I think, even if it goes viral. Shout out to the beehive. (laughs) (laughs) Because that's what I do for a living. I'm a culture critic. Just like somebody can say that Renaissance uh, is 100% on Rotten Tomatoes, which, by the way, I'm going to give it a round of applause because it's an amazing, 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 amazing project. We actually went to go see it the other day. I was looking for me. I did not see me <laughs> I was in it. For you too. <laughs> because I went to three of the shows. We yes, went to one of them as well. Stage. And Beyonce, as you know, blew a kiss to me and even held her stomach. No, she's not pregnant. She held her stomach because that's the love goes that low. Okay. For me. If you missed that, I got that receipt. Take a look. We love you, Beyonce. Well, she does. She loves me. I've already said many times Beyonce knows who I am and I love her. Uh, the last show, I know I I said, if you don't give me Kelly Rowland, I'm going to spill the tea. Let's be very clear. I learned how to use all of you gullible people on the <laughs> internet to make my content go viral so that way I can make sure that the destination of my words lands at the front door of the person that I intended them for. I did not intend for that to necessarily be at Beyonce's front door, although I know that if the B that we're talking about sees it, then the B that we were talking about, we'll see it too. That was a message for Yvette Noel Shore, who I have a lot of respect for. And you can say, oh my God, well, how do you take a shot at somebody you have respect for? Uh, Let me find that answer for you. Now that don't mean I want to shoot Yvette down. That means I want her to get the message. And I do believe the message, thankfully for all of you, has gotten to her. The message is we all have to support one another. This is a game that requires all of us to work together, regardless of who you are. You can be Beyonce, the biggest artist in the world. You could be the Michael Jackson of this era, or you could be Iggy Azalea. It doesn't matter. At any end of the spectrum, everybody needs to support everybody a lot more. And I do think that it's less about going to see uh, the Renaissance tour film because i know a lot of you not a lot of you but some of you youtubers were saying i was mad because i didn't get to go see the film you couldn't afford to go see the actual concert i went to three of them and i had great seats um and the seats that i sit in both at the concert and everywhere in the world you you're, you're never there your name is never on them uh you know you use me for content because that little youtube money keeps your little apartment in the hood moving and look I appreciate that everybody acknowledges that I'm the king of this internet shit. Like, there's nobody that does it better than me, even though they get up there and say, girl, 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 girl. And I'm not speaking about anybody specifically. I'm just saying there are people who use me as the blueprint, uh, yet they don't know the dimensions in order to build their own blueprint. So I am doing the Lord's work. Uh, I would never share tea on Beyonce. Why? Because she is our Michael Jackson. She is the queen of 
I'm not even going to say the queen of music. She's the queen of inspiration. There are young girls and boys and some of you homosexuals who are watching Beyonce <laughs> wishing that you could be her on any given Sunday. Uh, I think Beyonce is more to, more than music at this point. If you watch the Renaissance film as we did, I mean, it's impact on our community, our culture, her, her showing us that there are more sides to her. The pretty, buttoned up, nice, well-spoken Beyonce. Well, Beyonce that we know. <laughs> Behind the scenes, she's a badass bitch. She's a boss. She ain't letting people tell her that there ain't no 30-foot camera. She wouldn't found that 30-foot lens. And she showed them with grace and class and strength and, and power as black women do. Yes, I support black women, even Jennifer Hudson. You're just a bad talk show host. And what we're learning and what we're going to learn in this episode of the Jason Lee podcast well, what my team is learning right now is I'm addressing everything I said I wouldn't. <laughs> right. Oh, really? like, oh, God. Because I don't run from anything. Jason Lee does Nothing. not run from anything. Jason Lee provokes conversations Ooh. that we have to have. We have to stop this narrative that if you have an opinion, you don't like black women. I love black women. I love these black women. I, and I've said it many times. And those of you who are mad don't even have pictures with these people yet. I have pictures with both of them. I can say I think that people are bad talk show hosts or that people should include black gay icons like myself at moments that are celebratory of our community. Because if a straight woman like Beyonce, a cisgender woman, for those of you who are politically correct, he, she, she, they, them, her, if she can profit off of our community, then I think as she's done with T.S. Madison and others, there's a way of being more inclusive because I saw a lot of straights at the, uh, at the, uh, uh, Premier. opening the premiere who don't advocate for lgbt issues who don't support publicly support and stand with the trans and lgbt community so you know being an advocate isn't just showing up because you know beyonce is going to be in the front row wrapped in reynolds rap it's because you want to be there uplifting a moment that was iconic to her uncle who died who stood for the things that all of us uh that uh speak here at hollywood and like rob and i and you know all the other gays <laughs> What we support. And so it's easy to create this narrative that I'm hating or whatever, but let's be very clear. I'm not a hater. I'm just a person with a big mouth and a big opinion and fearless. Oh, by the way, shout out to everybody that said that you agree and don't like Jennifer Hudson's show. And for those of you who were mad about <laughs> me saying what I said about Jennifer Hudson, please go watch her show so the ratings uh, don't validate uh, my opinion. But before I leave, I do have to say, Beyonce, you did that, girl. <laughs> Aye, aye, aye. And so I'm giving you your flowers because you deserve them. I think what Beyonce is doing right now for our culture and our community is iconic. And shout out to Black Twitter because y'all bitches is my sons. <laughs> Black Twitter works for me. You didn't know that? No, mm -hmm. I know that. Mm -hmm. Black Twitter is the most destructive thing on the internet right now because you only cancel us. You don't cancel nobody else. And I'm going to get into that later. I'm going to make yep. you all be, you all are going to be thought, you, you're going to be provoked. This, this is going to be a thought-provoking episode of the Jason Lee Podcast for everybody that isn't only concerned about where Blueface and Krishan is. Mm. Because we bought $30,000 worth of toys for uh, kids this Christmas, and that's not going viral, but yet y'all want to know if I'm the one who got the gay content in Blueface's phone. You'll get that answer today, too. All right. Oh my God. Pow pow. Jesus Christ. How you guys doing this morning? 
I'm doing good. I'm excited. We have a busy day. We're shooting a lot of shows for the Jason Lee show today. I'm rested from Stockton. You, well, you got your Stockton, California experience. What? What you I'm think about there. it? You're moving. I'm going to move into your domicile. Um, I love everyone at Stockton. Shout out to all my new friends. Shout out to your cousin, Tasha. Tasha. Pitbull. I love her. Tasha is very active. Shout out to Tasha. She's my little cousin who I grew up with on Scribner Street on the South Side. Her grandmother is the aunt in my phone. If you read my book, God must have forgotten about me when I was calling Michael Jackson, all the celebrities running up her phone bill. That's her grandma, who I was able to see uh, recently. Uh, I want to say... She's in her 80s, but she said to me, I'm so proud of you. You became the young man that you said you were going to be when you were a kid running up my phone bill. You had all these dreams and you actually did. And I'm so proud of you and I'm proud of what you're doing in the city. So that was a moment that really, you know, mattered to me because I don't really show a lot of my personal life, my personal family, but that was great. But reconnecting with my cousin Tasha and watching how active she is with the kids in the community, Mm -hmm. she's literally out there in them streets making sure my billboards are everywhere that my signs are on houses, that we're bringing in a very inclusive group of Latino Mm -hmm. and black and Sikh and white communities to just come together. We had a great event uh, on Monday where hundreds of people came out in the city. We had our Jason Lee for Stockton shirts. But um, Tasha went to the city council and told the city council that one of the people in the community harassing my campaign exchanges sex for rent. (laughs) Baby, they were not ready for that. And I'm telling you, if this is this campaign is any indication of how I plan to govern and lead, it's going to be real. We're going to be transparent mm-hmm. because everybody knows everything out there. And in the heart of Me Too, now lots of women are coming forward. And people got to be careful because I'm also running against a, a man who's a pastor, although he used to be a drug addict and he's changed his life, which congratulations to him. You know, he also filmed a young black man who got shot and killed. He filmed him dying on the ground and put it on his Facebook page. So how do you move the city forward on a safety first, kid first, youth first, uh, Black Lives Matter agenda when you filmed a dying black life mm-hmm. for their family to watch over and over and over? So we we saw the video. It's unfortunate. And I posted recently on my Instagram and Facebook about that. So just stay locked into the campaign and you'll find out ways you can donate and get active. And I just want to say thank you for coming. And uh, I know Thanks Rob is terrified of Stockton. You'll be there at some oh, point. Oh, please. So. I'm not terrified. I love Stockton. It's great. I just don't. I didn't want to go to the club there. We went to, we the, went club. to the club. Oh, we went to the club. Marina, Marina told me I, I went to the club. I told him we were, <laughs> <laughs> It was people in there celebrating their um bride. What was it bridal shower? Yeah. No, bachelor rap party. Uh huh. There was a lot going <laughs> she on. She wore a beanie a with time. a veil. <laughs> it was a lot going on. It was the little kids because it was me and you at church at mass and rain, and it was them asking me if I'm your wife for me. Well, one of the kids uh, at the church came to me and asked me if I knew NLE Chapa. And uh, we had a really cute moment where I FaceTime Inali Chapa and the kid was able to say hi to him. Take a look. Say hi. Hi, Inali Chapa. Can I get a picture with him? You want a picture with him next to the phone here? Take a picture right here. Right here. Right here. Right here. Right here. Say cheese. 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 Yes. What's up? Okay, Can you send it to me? Just say goodbye. Okay. Bye, Inali Chapa. Okay, that's my payback for the Megan call. I'll call you later. But... Come on, kid. Right, so Can you send it to me? That was a great moment. And that little boy, King, yeah, he texted me after when I was giving him the number and he said that was the best day of his life. Yeah. And those are the moments, and those are the moments that uh, do transform people's lives. You Mm -hmm. just never know when you're going to meet somebody that's going to, you know, motivate you to live on a better life. Well, hopefully today's topics motivate you to have a better week because, baby, I am ready. Pow, pow. It's time for the tea with Jason Lee. Go ahead and. 
Just push the play button. Yeah. Did you record that? But yeah. push this one to go up. Okay, then here we go. <laughs> <laughs> so, what I like to do is when I start talking, the text that I'm reading should be in the middle of the screen. So, like, av no, 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 no. Scroll up. No, no, scroll the other way. Just hit play. Yeah, just hit play. They never scroll back unless it's okay. Stop right there. So when I say after starring in, then no, don't don't ever scroll back. Scroll, let it go. Don't scroll back. I will stop you and say scroll back if we need to. Just push play. Okay, stop right there. So when I say when I start saying after starring in, just push play. And then when I read the last line and I just kind of go off script and start talking, stop. Okay. All right. Well, um, let me see what's the first time. Okay. Well, listen, I have been so excited about this topic that I cannot contain myself because I've been waiting to see when this is going to drop. And baby, the press rollout for this has been phenomenal. The Color Purple. Can we give them a round of applause? Mm -hmm. Now, I'm particularly happy about her, Fantasia. Fantasia Barino. We're starting to see more of her. We know her from American Idol. She won American Idol and she opened up very publicly about her battle with literacy. She talked about that and sharing that in a way of helping people to understand that she did not get there just because of her talent. She got there because of her struggles. And now she's opening up about some of her struggles while she's along, now that she's along the press uh, tour for The Color Purple. And we're gonna get into that in a second, but I have to tell you, Color Purple is one of those iconic films that a lot of us would say, Oprah, don't you mess with it. But because Oprah is leading this and because Oprah is behind it, it's happening even as iconic, I'll say, as the first one, at least from what I've seen in some of the trailers. Now, you remember, Oprah starred in the 1985 movie, The Color Purple. Now, Oprah is now producing this 2023 remake of The Color Purple with Steven Spielberg, who was the originator. Okay, and he was the person that hired Oprah. Remember, Oprah, if you remember, was one of the originators that wanted to be in the film. When she went for the audition, she was told no. She was on that in that fat farm running for her dear life, like Tina Turner from Ike on the treadmill, when she got a call from Steven Spielberg that says, if you lose one pound, you'll lose this role. Well, of course she didn't lose a pound. And so she got the role. And then she went on to become an iconic actress in her first film ever, while she was be becoming the first number one talk show host ever to reign for 25 years. Well, you remember they are they launched it back in 1985 as a movie, and now they're launching it as a musical. And it's going to launch on Christmas Day, so they're blessing us with the baby in the manger and the film. <laughs> 38 years after starring in this original film, Oprah now is joining its original producer, Steven Spielberg and Quincy Jones, now, look, let me tell you something. The remake has an all-star cast. I already told you about Fantasia, but Miss Taraji's in there as Suge. Danielle Brooks is in there as Sophia, Oprah's, Oprah's oldest character. And then Fantasia is there as Miss Seeley. You told Harpo to beat me. <laughs> that was what Oprah said in that film. I can't wait to see Miss Seeley. Is that Miss Seeley? No, that wasn't Miss Seeley. That was Sophia. I can't wait to see if Sophia says it in this one. And Taraji is singing her heart out, too. Let me show you a picture of Oprah, Fantasia, Taraji, and Danielle. Now, when you want to talk about black, 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 lift up black, 
pure talent, beautiful black. This is what it is. And I'm not saying everybody else isn't, but this is what it is. First of all, we love the hell out of Taraji. Let me start mm -hmm. by saying that. Taraji, come back. Taraji P. Henson is so for the black community, black movement, black culture, and just such a good example for young women that we we will always lift her up. Danielle. I don't know Danielle personally, but I've seen nothing but good things with her in the press. But the one thing I will say about Danielle, I always see a smile. I always see a smile. And by the way, they did an L uh, campaign. Uh, I don't know if you see, if you haven't seen it, you should go take a look at it. All of them are phenomenally beautiful in that. And of course, Fantasia Barino. I've always been a fan of Fantasia since she won American Idol. And I love the fact that she's been open about love. She's been open about losing love. She's been open about her struggles. Um, and these are not the only stars in the film. They also have Coleman Domingo, Corey Hawkins, Halle Bailey, who we all love here, Sierra, her, and more. Now, let me show you a full photo of uh, the cast at this premiere recently. Now, that's Alicia Keys back there, right? What is Alicia Keys back there? Who got Alicia Keys out the house with makeup <laughs> on? And I see Dion Cole there. Okay. Well, lots of lots of people. Well, look, Oprah also claimed that there was pressure to cast Beyonce or Rihanna, but it didn't happen. Now, if she would have casted Beyonce and Rihanna, their superstardom may have overshadowed, I think, the, the texture of what this film means to the community. Would you agree? Yeah, I think so. That's what happened in Lion King. Beyonce played Nala, and it like over. You could only hear Beyonce. She overpowered it. Simba, where you at, Simba? <laughs> I mean, you can't you you can't hurt you can't stop yourself from hearing Naughty Girl when you know Nala's <laughs> trying to call on Simba. <laughs> But that's what happens when you cast a superstar. So I do like the fact that they do have superstar women because b believe me when I tell you, Fantasia is a superstar, but I understand she's not the, she doesn't have that big star that overshadows mm -hmm. her talent. Now, Whoopi Goldberg ain't nowhere to be seen in this. And I don't know why, but Oprah, we're going to get to you in a minute with that. <laughs> because there would have been an iconic moment in the film if Celie went to go have a conversation with a woman who would have been Whoopi, mm -hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But they're saying Oprah lost that relationship like she did with that weight. Maybe Ozempic did it. I don't know. Now, similar to the 1985 version, the 2023 Color Purple remake sees history being made yet again as Fantasia, who plays Celia on Broadway 16 years ago, not only makes her feature film debut, but also receives her first Golden Globe nomination for Best Actress. Now, Danielle Brooks is also nominated for Best Supporting Actress, which is, let me give you a round of applause for that. Now, they're calling this a musical movie, and it's also been nominated for five Critics' Choice Awards. Let me start by saying that Oprah Winfrey, Steven Spielberg, and Quincy Jones are behind it. You knew it was going to get nominated for something, but not just because of the names, but because those three people don't put their names behind anything that isn't going to mm -hmm. be iconic. Mm -hmm. And so um, do you think they should have done a remake to The Color Purple? Yes, yes. I, and I think because they had already turned it into a musical for stage on Broadway, um, and I was able to go see the musical production of it, and it was great. So I think this was just the natural progression of it. Um, and like you said, they cast some phenomenal people, so it just made sense. So I don't think they're going to ruin it. I think it's just going to, I think, highlight the color purple, which is already like iconic. So I'm excited. Well, and it. I asked a 21-year-old the other day if he knew what the color purple was. He said no. Ugh. And so... <laughs> 
he also didn't know who Jermaine <laughs> Dupri was or Tina Turner. I mean, because the younger generation, if it's not on TikTok, they don't know. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's a lot of scenes from the Color Purple original film that should be on TikTok, like when Ray Don Chan disrespected Oprah and she beat her and knocked her in that hole at the juke joint. You know, um, <laughs> there are those moments. One thing that I'm hoping to see is when, remember when um, Suge Avery sang Walking to the Church with her father? That mm -hmm. was such a moment that I hope that they reenacted. But I've been seeing it. I mean, it looks phenomenal. Uh, I, I do, I do want to say, though, I think that for the younger generation, not knowing how powerful and iconic The Color Purple is, it's great that this remake is going to allow them to embody it. But what I would say is I pray that after you new people, you younger people, you out of the clue people, watch this, that you go back and watch the original yeah. for context. Now, please don't make e remake E.T. <laughs> <laughs> because I was watching E.T. not too long ago. And, you know, although it was great for that era, it was such a bad, rob uh, bad uh, alien. And then... <laughs> Don't remake the the Goonies. Uh, not the Goonies. Don't remake that either. Don't remake the Goonies. Don't remake um, Gremlins. You know, Ghostbuster. No. Well, I'm saying Back to the Future. I think they they make it into a musical now. No, so. no, <laughs> no, 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 no. If you go Back to the Future, let me tell you the spin they should put on Back to the Future. Go Back to the Future, but black version. Let's go back to Malcolm X. <laughs> Let's don't go, go back. back too far. <laughs> don't go back to Pee Wee Herman because you know he was at the Pee Wee Playhouse. Man, he rest in peace. He died. Anyway, congratulations to Oprah, to all of the, the folks over there uh, with the color purple. I, I'm excited for this. Um, and it's a Christmas thing, so maybe it would be a good Christmas moment for those of us that don't sit around with a bunch of family people. Maybe you take your whole family out. Uh, I'm not endorsing it because they didn't pay for no advertising over here at this black-owned business, but I'll go. <laughs> Uh, and uh, anyway, bye, Oprah. Oh, wait, put that back up. Oprah, you use Ozempic, girl. <laughs> <laughs> because I got attacked, and this goes back to my black Twitter. I'm coming for your black asses in a minute, okay? <laughs> Oprah, I went online and I said, Oprah looks good. Where that Ozempic at? And they attacked me. You always attacking black women. She, Oprah ain't on no Ozempic. Oprah's on Weight Watchers. Oprah, we've been watching your weight, and you weren't dropping any of it. But then all of a sudden, she came out of nowhere snatching that purple outfit. And Oprah had taken some time off of social media. Now, remember, Oprah was hiking up and down them trails, dragging poor Gail along and her kids. And Gail was like, oh, my God. And Oprah and Gail was dying uh, because Oprah was dragging her and her kids out. Gail didn't know she was being used for social media content because Oprah was filming all that while she was doing that pin in the stomach like me. And then she popped out on your ass with color purple, and her weight loss... She lost 40 pounds, which, by the way, you look good, Oprah. Yes. Oprah is snatched. snatched. And I know Stedman is now definitely hitting that thing from the back. Okay? <laughs> Stedman, oh, is, Stedman and Oprah are having different kind of sex. They're going okay? to pound town. Pound town. Oh, God. First of all, if Oprah Winfrey has sex to pound town after sipping Casamiga, I need to know. Because, you know, Oprah likes to sip that tequila now. Oprah, listen, I don't care what y'all say. Oprah, Oprah came out here and shamed people for using weight loss drugs, then turned around and That's said, crazy. I had to stop shaming myself. I had to forgive myself, and I'm using Ozempic. And now she done lost that 40 pounds. That waist is snatched, okay? And I know her sex with Stedman is better <laughs> as a result. I'm sure she still got a love handle or two, and he holding on to that thing while he pound town in it. Oof. And the fact that you guys would be surprised that Oprah would be having sex to Pound Town is crazy because Oprah is of the culture. She can't dance, 
but that's because she spent 25 years uh, uh, entertaining white women. But either way, Oprah is, she's iconic in what Oprah has, what? (laughs) The white. I have a job to do. Okay, I have a job to do. And and look. You're on one today. Listen, listen, listen. Pow, 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 pow. Y'all give me the y'all give me the motivation. Every time I go viral, you guys give me the motivation, the inspiration to wake up and be a better person. And this is the best version of me that I can give you, future city council member. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I think that Oprah. The one thing I I wish Oprah would do more of is while she's grounded in this blackness with this project, stay there, hmm. stay there. Stay there. And I'm not saying that she hasn't done a lot because Oprah's done, I mean, she's done a lot, but she's also a multi-billionaire. Mm-hmm. And with a lot, you should do a lot. You know what I mean? Uh, but I'm a fan of Oprah's. I think she's iconic. I ran into her hairstylist uh, in D.C. who was a fan of mine, and he took my number and whatever, and I told him, you know, set up that lunch with Miss Poundtown. I listened, <laughs> I'll have a conversation. Okay? I'll, I'll give her the critic's choice. We love you, Oprah. Bye. All right. Um, well, my friend's in the news. Tiffany Haddish, as you know, she uh, got another DUI. And, you know, I would hope that you guys would start giving me a little bit more credit that I can do this job that I do here and in the other set at the Jason Lee Show in a very fair and objective way. Oftentimes when I give my opinions, you guys say, oh, my God, he's her friend. So he said, no, I'm saying what I believe. Okay, I haven't talked to anybody about this DUI more than her. I've talked to her more than I've talked to you about it. Why? Because she's my friend. And I've been seeing people online saying, well, where's Jason Lee? Where's Jason Lee? Talking to his friend. But everything I talk to my friends about doesn't need to be for public consumption. When they're in the news, like right now, is when I will talk about them. And I'm here to talk about her. Now, you know she was charged with a DUI. We all saw the video. This happened in Beverly Hills. Okay. And in January 2022, she was busted for a DUI by stopping in the middle of a roadway allegedly outside of Atlanta after allegedly smoking marijuana and falling asleep behind the wheel. Now, I've talked to Tiffany and I understand from speaking to her that she had made it all the way home and was pulled over in her, not even pulled over in her driveway. She was already in the driveway. And then they allegedly uh, arrested her there because, as we all know, marijuana is illegal in Georgia. But do we even care about marijuana anymore? Because we know that in California, it's legal. In most places around the country, it's illegal. And we're living in 2023 where we now are commercializing it and making profit. out. Oh, because they ain't figured out how to make profit out of it yet. Okay. Well, either way, she took a pretty mug shot. Take a look. <laughs> you know what? First of all, that's that you got me. <laughs> she said, all right. You know, that's that you got me look. Okay. Maybe it wasn't as sexy as uh, Jeremy Meeks's, but either way, it was cute. And she gave us a smile. Uh, you know, but people were mad at her when she got the DUI, driving under the influence of marijuana. And half of y'all tweeting were people who smoke marijuana and drive all day long anyway. Half of y'all came and go to work without smoking marijuana. I don't smoke marijuana, but apparently you can't drive while you're smoking marijuana. Okay, so that was her mugshot in Georgia. Now, Tiffany has come forward and she's spoken out about all this. And she said that she's really been going through a lot of things at the time and dealing with losses of her dog, you know, uh, of 13 years. And her beloved grandmother died. You all know I interviewed her when we were in Hawaii where we talked about her grandmother who was dying at the time. And then she went on and later died. She was very close to her grandmother. And then she said her dear friend and actor, Bob Saget, who we all know uh, from, what's that show called? Full House. Full House who died. And since then, 
uh, you know, in the morning hour, well, well, and, and you know, she's been talking about all of this grief and dealing with it, but still having to keep a smile on everybody's face because she's a comedian. And, you know, one thing about Tiffany, she doesn't take time off. If she's not doing her comedy, she's doing stand-up. If she's not doing stand-up, she's doing films. If she's not doing that, she's promoting her children's book. If she's not doing that, she's building a grocery store for her community. If she's not doing that, she's always doing something, volunteering, showing up for her friends, the things that we protect black women for. But we'll get to that shortly. Now, since all of that happened with the first DUI in Georgia and her dealing with that, in the early morning hours here in L.A., uh, this year's Black Friday, she was busted in Beverly Hills because she was, they said, slumped over a wheel, sleep, and, uh, you know, later tested positive for alcohol. Now, what Tiffany said in the news was that she had a long Thanksgiving holiday. She was feeding the underprivileged at the Laugh Factory because we were invited. We were there last year. I didn't go this year because I hosted people at my house. But she she went to the Laugh Factory uh, to feed the homeless. Then she had a stand-up performance at a holiday concert and went to a friend's house as well. And after that, she pulled her Tesla over. Well, the car parked itself. God bless Tesla for that. <laughs> In the middle of the road, causing somebody who witnessed her sleep at 5 some in the morning to call the police and report her slumped over the wheel. Now, Tiffany got arrested. We saw all that on camera. If you missed the video, here it is. She looked like she was walking fine to me. It didn't look like they were dragging her to the car or holding her up. Now, Tiffany went on and did a joke at a comedy show show somewhere in um, Long Beach like a day or so afterwards. She said she wanted a man in uniform and, and they, they pulled up. A woman did too, so it could have been a good time for the LGBT community. <laughs> But either way, you know, she made a joke out of it, not saying that it's funny, because I know privately and even she's talked publicly that she's now getting help. And she, I will say, I'm going to give her a round of applause because she's sober now. <laughs> now, let me humanize this conversation a little bit. My friends know how much I used to love to party. Sunday fun day was fun. We would start at brunch. We would then go to Harriet's, mm -hmm. buy bottles. Then we would leave there and go to Penthouse, mm -hmm. buy bottles. Then we'd leave there and go to Nightingale and buy bottles. And then we'd go to uh, Habibi Baby. Cafe <laughs> and buy bottles. And at the end of all of that, we may even go back to the house where I have bottles because we used to get trash. I'm not saying me and Tiffany. I'm talking about me and all my friends, Rob included. And so I decided after my birthday party that I wasn't going to drink anymore. It was a personal decision I made. I didn't make that in consult with Tiffany, although I did share with her that I was going to do it. Me and my therapist talked about it, me and my friends who support me. I decided to go sober because alcohol was just a lot. And then when I decided to go sober, Tiffany told me, you know what? I'm just going to have one drink, one drink max. And we all know that that's hard, but that's something that she was working on. And when you're drinking and when you're outperforming and entertaining people, because one of the biggest challenges I have is going out and having fun without being drunk because it's hard to be around people and wanting to be out of the house and be social sober because people are annoying, especially in environments where everybody's drunk. So Tiffany um, clearly didn't do that. And now she realizes that she has to deal with the things she needs to deal with. Now, she spoke with E.T. about the second arrest. And she said, quote, this will never happen again. I'm going to get some help so I can learn balance and boundaries. Now, keeping her promise 
Uh, she ditched alcohol as she celebrated her 44th birthday sober. And she also attended Paris Hilton's holiday party completely sober. Now, even after making the personal choice to take sobriety serious and work on herself, she's now been hit with the second DUI. She's been officially charged. She didn't know she was charged until I called her yesterday and said, girl, you've been charged. Uh, and, you know, I think she's going to work through that as with everything else. But I'm I'm at least happy to say that I'm glad she's doing the work on herself. Mm-hmm. Now, here's where all of you become complicit in my concern with how we handle this, because we know Tiffany personally and we know her heart personally. She's not only a, a, a friend and family to this show, but all of my friends have built personal relationships with her. Rob, who also acts and has aspirations to act and goes on auditions and does his thing as passion. She's become a friend to him and a, and a pathway to learning more about the world of acting. Uh, whether it was Rico, who used to work with me and drive the Sprinter, you know, she knew Rico on a personal level, and he was her assistant during the award show at the Hollywood Unlocked Impact Awards, where she uh, graciously, for free, hosted our award show because she believed in it. You know, uh, I sit on the board of Diaspora Groceries, the grocery store that she created in order to build healthy grocery stores in food desert communities that are communities that look like us. And so when I see how many people attack her online, and I'm going to say this, black people, black women, black Twitter who drag her in her storm, I think about your daddies and your mothers and your grandmas and your cousins and your brothers or even some of you who have your own storms. We all have them. But we find it easy to dogpile on Tiffany. Yet anytime I say that Jennifer Hudson is illiterate, it's both because I'm friends with Tiffany and because I'm attacking a black woman. Tiffany doesn't control my thoughts, but who controls yours? Is it fame and the fame bug of whoever it is that we're talking about at the time? Because you definitely didn't do it to this guy. Put his picture up. Michael B. Jordan crashed his Lamborghini into a parked vehicle in the wee hours of Hollywood and slipped away, avoiding a photo or video of him being charged. Now, I know he's a boxer that was in a movie named Creed. He probably fought his way out of that. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. <laughs> and we all know that he allegedly, allegedly cheated on Lori Harvey, a black woman with white women. But I don't know. Maybe it's because he's Wakanda forever. Even though he was the villain that tried to kill T'Challa. He got off without a scratch. But not old Miss Tiffany. Miss Tiffany, off with her head. She was a foster kid. She was abused, uh, domestic violence from her husband. She uh, sexually assaulted. All these things. Still lives in her community and gives back to her community, but she needs to be canceled. You all never cease to amaze me. And then you sit around and talk about reparations and the white man who held you down when you've put the biggest noose on the culture. I know it hurts to hear it, but go look in the mirror because it's you. You. Oh, you too. Now, Tiffany's going to rebound from this because anytime you attack God's children, they go through that storm, baby, they come out on top. They always, It always happens. But what I would say is what's good for the goose is good for the gander. So my question to you all is do you all think that Michael B. Jordan is getting preferential treatment because he's a beloved star, because he's a man and it's easier to shit on a black woman? I think he's getting, I think it's easier for him to get away from this because there was no photo or video taken. If there was no video taking of Tiffany, I feel like it would just be kind of swept under the rug. But people love to share content, share videos, and everyone's visual. So that's me. 
I think it's just easier with Tiffany because she has so much stuff already happened to her and recently that. in the media. Mm -hmm. So people are, like you said, dogpiling everything on her. It's like, oh, you did the thing with the kids. Oh, you had the DUI in Atlanta. Oh, you had this. But again, as you said before, this is a woman who always advocates to have black people working on a set if she's on a film. She's putting grocery stores in food deserts for black people. She's like doing the work. She's actually a person who's doing the work and cares. And why are we trying to cancel that person? I think we should think about that. And people are always trying her because wasn't in this photo when they call it a little costume change? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't get why they try her. Yeah. They, she's meaning blacks. She didn't say it, I said it. <laughs> because, because she has uh, received white fame too now. And I can tell you, the white folks, when she got arrested, calling my phone. I'm talking about billionaires. Is Tiffany okay? Does she need anything? Do we? How can we help her? Is she? That, that's what the white folks are saying. Black folks on Twitter. Oh my God! And then people question where I was. Being a friend, being a friend. You don't know the conversation we have, and I don't owe you that. What I will tell you is that I'm proud of Tiffany. I'm proud of her courage, and I will also go on and say that Tiffany has wanted to share her point of view on what's been happening for a long time, but she had a team that was restricting her, and I'm happy to say she has a new team now. And I really feel like it's the people around you uh, that uh, are important when you're moving through these storms, but she's gonna be fine. But what I would say is that, let's take a further examination of the culture. Now, all of you know Howard Stern. Do we have a photo, photo of Howard Stern? Howard Stern is one of the most iconic voices in radio. One of my idols, by the way, and let me say, let me preface it with this. He's one of my idols because he is fearless and will say whatever he believes because he doesn't care about being canceled. Why? Because cancel culture applies to black people. I've been saying it. Howard Stern went on his show some time ago, years ago, and this was, I think, 1999, the day after Columbine shooting happened where lots of young people were murdered, slaughtered, and this is what Howard Stern said. Now, before I play it, let me warn you. This is probably going to be extremely triggering for people with a heart. Take a listen. How's it going? All right. This is Howard? Yeah. Oh, man. I lived like a mile and a half in the school, man. I had a couple friends that were there, and I talked to them yesterday. What did they say? They said that it was just a bunch of chaos, shooting, and... Boy, a bunch of good-looking girls go to that school. That guy was right. The guy who called in, he was a little too excited, but... You know, it, was like, it was like really good-looking girls running out of there with their hands over their heads. Yeah, I think the bomb teams are still working. Did those kids try to have sex with any of the good-looking girls? They didn't even do that. At least if you're going to go kill yourself and kill all the kids, like, why wouldn't you have some sex? Yeah, I would think that I, I would want some sex. Probably. Yeah, I mean, if I was going to kill some people, I'd take them out with some sex. I guess they were getting a rush from what they were doing. They said when, like, they, these guys were really against the good-looking girls because the good-looking girls wouldn't pay attention to them. I think the good-looking girls will be begging them to live, and they go, you don't have to beg because you're going to be dead in a minute. Yeah, don't cry. Oh, you're don't cry. Well, you know that uh, there was a run on cell phones in really? Colorado, I think, yesterday. Why? Yeah, because everybody wanted now their kids to have these cell phones since they're <laughs> shooting at the school. Yes, hey, Mom, I'm getting shot. Just wanted to call and say goodbye. <laughs> they, they talked to people. I read in the paper today, every school had to have, like, rap sessions. Oh, really? So when I went to school, there was no rap session. No, even if something happened, there was no counselor coming in. When no I went to school, person. all the black guys would get together, choke me <laughs> until I passed out, and then throw garbage cans on my head. And I didn't get in a trench coat and kill them. <laughs> and went to my next class. I never thought to kill anybody. I should have gotten a pipe bomb and blown up the whole school. <laughs> yeah. 
trench coat mafia forever. I should have like. They did wear the trench coats even in the summer. Yeah, they did. Yeah. So anyway, the gun-obsessed, Nazi-loving, white supremacist kids in long black coats mm -hmm. have now gone down in history. Right. They are the best teenage killers in the country. Well, let's say they've killed the most people. <laughs> I don't know if you want to say they're the best. Well, I mean, if you're the best, if you have the most numbers, right? Right. <laughs> so I guess they would get that title. Those were his comments the day after the Columbine shooting. What do you think? It's disgusting. Disgusting. I remember when that happened. Like people were dealing with the loss of children, and that's the the response to it. Like mm -hmm. disgusting. Just Howard Stern went on to get a hundred million dollar contract. Oh, don't forget about good old Joey Joe Rogan. Remember that? Well, in case you forgot, take a listen. Nigger. Oh, you've already said nigger. D is just like nigger. Dang nigger. She's calling you a nigger. It's like this boy that he's a nigger and starts calling them niggers. Word nigger. There should be a word like nigger, especially the word nigger. That's our nigger. About niggers. He says nigger. Guy, a nigger. And there are niggers. Start saying nigger. I'll to use the word nigger. Out the word nigger. See nigger. Word nigger. Say nigger and he couldn't say nigger. Most nigger. What you think about that? I never heard that or the Howard Stern thing ever. That, was, that is sick. That was Joe Rogan. He got a $200 million contract. So for all oh, of you no. black folks out there saying cancel Tiffany, cancel Tiffany, where were you when they should have been canceled? Right. We will do their work to ourselves better than them. Shame on you. Every time you see me, just know I'm a self-made black man. Every time you see her, she's a self-made black woman who fought years and years to get to where we are, to make a mistake or to do something that you don't agree with. And all of a sudden, it's off with our heads. And the industry will respond by supporting you and say, it's just another nigga. Oh, by the way, $200 million. Rest on that. That's all. All right, now we're going to just transition to a new uh, thing here because Rob's not here, and I didn't get to finish the first podcast. That's why I look brand new. This is a brand new day. Speaking of brand new day, you know, I've been so busy at the uh, Jason Lee Show, Hollywood Unlocked, and everything else to get ready for the holidays that I went and took some personal time to get out in these streets. Now, I am over 120 days sober. Allegedly. Oh, that was the wrong button. Applause. <laughs> This show is shady even when I don't want it to be. It's not allegedly windy. Um, I'm, I'm still sober, by the way. But I did go out the other night. And you know what? Me and this person have been talking about not being able to wait until the day that we can sip that good tequila together. But I haven't been able to because she's been pregnant for the last two or three years. Well, now she's not pregnant and I am not drinking. So I toasted my water to whatever it was that they were drinking. Allegedly. Let me show you. I was out with Rihanna the other night. We got pictures. Yes. These are two beautifully taken selfies. Um, it was her idea to take the selfies. You know, I don't like asking for photos of her with her when I'm with her because I'm just so busy smelling what this woman looks like, what this woman smells like what she looks like i see i can't even i get just blinded and confused by the beauty i was that close to her so close that we even took a video or somebody took a video of us getting a little closer we have that video this was us posing for the photos when we first connected on stage in her vip area uh and uh you know, we were cheek to cheek. I don't know how many of you are lucky enough to say that you've had that experience, but Marina was gagging when she saw it. Gagging. Yeah. And I've never seen anybody cheek to cheek with you, you know, or Rihanna. You don't do that. Tell people. <laughs> he don't like to be touched. He don't like to be hugged, caressed, nothing. Mm -mm. Not by 
anybody that is not giving me that company that I've welcomed. But what I will say is Rihanna literally has a license to do whatever she wants. She smells so good. It was so good to see her and Rocky out. Both, uh, I, I just love being around them and love being in their presence. But um, we, we had a great conversation and she asked about what was happening on uh, my run for city council. We talked about that, but you know, she was there celebrating the launch of her new show, her new shoe line with uh, Puma. I think we have a video of me changing my shoes. Now only Rihanna can make me change my Gucci shoe and put on the Puma shoe. Now this is the gag. How about I'm matching her outfit with my outfit, shoes, and all things. And that smile tells you exactly how I feel. You know, I don't really smile like that either. So those of you that have been following me for a long time, you know I'm not a big smiler, but Rihanna's gonna put a smile on my face anytime. Here, I was saying to her, you know, you're the only person that can make me take out my Gucci's and put on a different type of shoe. Well, in the shoe, it was a Puma by Fenty. Those are those Fenty's, that's Fenty on my feet. And guess what? I was also standing next to Fenty. I mean, what a flex. Even Afion Crockett in the back, he was mesmerized by your guys' interaction. I've known Afion for years. Uh, he actually never sent me the video that he took of me that night too, but Afion, I need that. No, it was great to be out with her and um, she had a great party. So what is the scent? I don't know. I went to the Fenty Beauty website. I ordered two bottles and put it on a three-month subscription so the <laughs> bottles will keep coming. You know, I got to help out the, help the wifey out. She may mm -hmm. need a couple dollars. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. uh, but no, she looked great. Skin looked great. Um, and I said, what you doing afterwards? She says, going home. I have kids. She's hey. grown. A woman. Had a great time. Sorry I didn't get to drink. I told her I have eight more months. And she was supportive of that. So uh, good to see her. And shout out to also to Jen. Her best friend who started as her assistant now is the person running Fenty Beauty or Fenty Savage. She running the Fenty stuff and she's executive producer and working with the show. So it just shows like her relationships and how over the years they've evolved. All right. Let's get back to bullshit. Jonathan Majors was found guilty. Now, I'm going to tell you right now, I don't know how I feel about this other than I feel it's all complete bullshit. Now, Jonathan Majors, as you know, he's a really successful actor whose rise to fame was just, it was meteoric. And then him and his girlfriend, Grace Jabari, anybody with a last name named Jabari, you know is going to be problematic. And anybody that doesn't comb their hair when they're on a red carpet like this, you also should know there's some ticky ticky boom boom going on upstairs. Allegedly. Well, Jonathan Majors' assault trial, as you know, he was accused of allegedly hitting or being assaulting to this girl named Grace Jabari. Now, she accused him of assaulting her back in the backseat of a car in March. And that has pretty much just thrown his entire career off the rails. He was on track to becoming the next Denzel Washington, the next mm -hmm. Samuel Jackson, the next Mahersha, Mahersha, Mahersha Ali. Well, whatever. You know, he was about to be that nin, you know? And then he got into it with the white girl. Let me show you a photo of both of them during happier times. This is them on the red carpet. Clearly, again, she was happy to be with him. Her hair was not happy to be on her head. Well, the actor and, and Grace got into this uh, altercation. And now, although we never knew what was going to happen, it's ended with a guilty verdict. Now, before the verdict was read... Uh, disturbing text messages, audio, and video footage throughout the entire relationship were made public. And the district attorney in Manhattan did a great job of spilling those receipts so that way all of us in the court of public opinion can have 
an appetizing moment with him. Well, let me tell you, I saw those videos and personally thought that he would be vindicated of all charges. And even saw online, a lot of people were saying like, look, he's trying to get away from her. And this woman was literally running, chasing him down the street. Now, the video evidence from the March incident showed Jonathan and Grace getting into a scuffle in the back of an SUV and her chasing him throughout New York City. I'm going to show you the video. And for those of you that used to run track and field, you're going to appreciate this. Take a look. Here's them in the back seat. There's a little scuffle happening. Now, I don't know what's happening. Well, he got out the car. She got out the car. Now he's trying to get away. She's pulling at him. He's running. He's pushing her off of him. She's chasing him. Now, I'm almost encouraged to say, what if it was a black man chasing a white woman like this? What would happen? It's not like she doesn't have Uber on her phone or a way to call a friend to get picked up. She wants to be with him. Now, baby, he's still off that Creed training because look at him running through the streets. He's running faster than the car. She almost gets ran over. She's jaywalking. Oh, you can't jaywalk in here. You can't jaywalk. Whatever. He's, uh, he's hit the corner. He has literally hit the block, and she's still running. Now, even after all of this, we have more footage because in New York, there's cameras everywhere. Slow-mo. Here she comes. Three, two, one. She's tired. Hair's out. She's had enough. Well... She's still looking for Jonathan, and Jonathan was trying to get away. Now, finally, she runs into some people at a store. She looks like she's asking, where's my man? Black guy, big Creed fighter. Uh, don't know where he is. Enough of the video already. Who cares? Who cares? Now, she filed this lawsuit. She claimed that Jonathan fought in July 2022, and that another incident happened in September 2022, which she provided alleged text for. Now, in these messages, Jonathan allegedly tried to persuade Grace from going to the hospital after suffering an injury to her head. And he also allegedly told her that he would rather kill himself instead of coming home to her. Don't believe me? Here's the text message. It's just fake, and you have... I fear you have no perspective of what could happen if you go to the hospital. They will ask you questions as I don't think you actually protect us. It could lead to an investigation even if you do lie and they suspect something. Then she wanted to say, I will tell the doctor that I bump my head if I go. I'm going to give it one more day, but I can't sleep and I need some stronger painkillers. That's all. Why would I want to tell them what really happened when it's clear I want to be with you? I feel like you want to I feel like you want to be together as in not to embarrass yourself for everything you've said to your friends and family. Last night I considered killing myself versus coming home. You said you needed love last night and I put my feelings aside and tried to give you that. I need love too. Or maybe I'm such a monster and horrible man that I don't deserve it and should just kill myself. This way of existence is of existence is miserable. I want to die. I reserve the right to change my mind. Okay, you do. I will say, in the running away, he did not look guilty. Mm -mm. But in those text messages, it sounds like he's mm -hmm. kind of guilty. And Are I hate people mad at him? I think so. But I just hate when people are like, I'm going to kill myself. I'm going to die. Like, that's just... Maybe he felt that way, though. I think he felt that, but I feel like a lot of times guys and girls do that as like a... Is that narcissistic behavior? 
It could be gaslighting because you want her to say no, no, no. But look, in reality, we never know when somebody is going to hurt themselves. And people saying they want to die or 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 are thinking of killing themselves. That is the easy way to get rid of the pain that they're going through at the time. So I don't know. Maybe he did feel that way. And to put it in writing in a text of like change your story. That's where the plot twists for me. Now, Jonathan, that's where you lost your mind. Now, you already knew you if you put your hands on somebody and now you're explaining to them why you did it and that you didn't want to do it and how they should cover it up and protect you and that you just want to die. So you're gaslighting her into not doing That's why people are mad at you. Okay, I couldn't figure out why. I don't read everything on Hollywood Unlocked. I just own the company that puts it all there. But I will say after looking at those text messages, yeah, now I understand why people are mad. Do I think he needs to be canceled? I mean, we still don't know the full context of why they got into the conflict. Maybe she hit him. Maybe they were fighting. Maybe she didn't want him to go. Maybe she was pulling on him the way she was pulling on him in that video. And as a result, he said, get off me, and then accidentally hit her with that elbow. It happens. It happens. Not to say it's okay. I don't, I'm not canceling him. I'm not either. Mm. Megan Good is still with him. Now, Megan, I love the fact that you decided to stay next to this black man while he goes through things. And I will tell you, I saw how many people online were trying to vindicate your man, the Mr. Majors, uh, after the verdict came out. But I don't know if he can come back from this. They've already replaced him for Marvel. So I don't know. His career may be over. I also think it's sad because it's not like his roles were like soft roles, if that makes sense. Like he was Creed. He was all these like aggressive roles. So I feel like that in people's minds, like in the court, like plays into like, oh, he's so aggressive. He's this and that. You know what I mean? Well, he's also a black man. And he's a black man. I mean, let's and he's with a white woman. No disrespect to you, Marina. But you it's know, okay. you know, those of you who decide to date black men uh, and and get along well with them and figure out how to work through challenging issues. And I've never seen a video of you and your man running down the street with oh, him thank, trying to chase you. Thank God there's no cameras. Did you guys have had those moments? Yeah. yeah. Really? But I that's had love in general. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. This you know, is just real life shit. But this is just, well, he, he's, he's a, a celebrity. Star. Yeah. But if Chris Brown can survive and get over it, Jonathan can too. I don't think Chris Brown survived it all the way, though. Chris Brown, mm. you know, I don't even want to see. Now, people are going to be mad at you. I know. I'm sorry. People are going to be mad at you because you brought up Chris Brown. And this is the thing. I guess this is to the point that we're making. Like, do you ever really live this stuff down? I think Chris has done his part in owning what happened. Riri's forgiven him. He's taking the steps to move past it and we as a people need to let chris go with that narrative as a black man we all have to stop being the sum of one moment you know i struggle sometimes with people saying i'm this i'm this i'm that these narratives that live on and on and on while i see people who don't look like me that get to do the craziest things and just move right on to the next bag you know, I want Jonathan Majors to be able to get back to doing what he does great. I was just the other night, as we were saying with Riri, I saw her manager, Jay Brown, who was a part of producing The Harder They Fall, mm. which he starred in. That was a phenomenal mm-hmm. black film with Regina King and um, what's the guy's name? The British guy. Idris Elba. Idris Elba and just so many phenomenal Black actors, the music was great. Jay-Z produced. I mean, that was the black film and the black filmmakers that we want to continue to support in the culture. And I just feel like these moments that are just unfortunate should not mean a person loses everything. Uh, I'm confident he'll be back. Uh, I can't wait to meet him and hopefully one day get to interview him on my show. Go ahead. I was going to say, I feel like it's going to be hard for him. I feel like everyone's going to forgive him. Forgive him. But I just don't want to see him permanently get canceled. I don't think it's going to happen, though. 
And his career has just started. Like, he really just popped off. I love Jonathan Majors, though. And her, I don't know. I'm talking about it. Just like her head. Hmm. You know, and I don't want to victim shame or, you know, yeah. even call her a victim for that matter. I mean, you know, they are going through a very public thing. And, I, you know, to any woman out there who is enduring a bad relationship or any man who is enduring a bad relationship because some of y'all women be tripping and some of y'all women be putting your hands on your man. You know, my grandfather was in an abusive relationship with my grandmother. My grandmother's name was Emily. Anybody with the name Emily is an evil person. She used to beat him. Uh, with frying pans and all kinds of stuff. Like, just beat him. She was very abusive to him, you know? And she was a very nasty, toxic... Not Grandma Emily. Disgusting pig of a woman. Uh, and I didn't care for her. And when she died, I was like, thank God. I said it. That woman took my toys as a kid and sold them. She took me to Disneyland. I, I was going to say that you're Disneyland. Yeah, story. you read it in my book? And you talk about it here. She took yeah. me to Disneyland, bought all these toys, and then gave made me do a yard sale and sell them all. You just don't go to Disneyland as an adult to make up for that trauma. No, there's kids there. <laughs> I don't want to go to Disneyland. So what? Now, <laughs> back to the this issue. You know, we showed you those text messages a minute ago. Well, around that same time, Grace secretly recorded Jonathan while they were in London for a project that he was filming. She claimed that he also got upset when she and a friend came home drunk while he was inside with his trainer. Now, they allegedly fought the next day, made up, but when Grace didn't take the accountability in the fight, Jonathan allegedly chastised her, chastised her and told her to act more like Coretta Scott King and Michelle Obama. That's wild. No, you did not tell this white woman with this yellow highlighter head on on the top of her hair head, head. No, you did not tell her to act like black icons. <laughs> Listen. This is period. Do you understand that? Yeah. Do you really know this? Do you really? Yes. Then how dare you come home drunk and disturb the peace of our house when we have a plan? I would, like to get to, I would like to get to the point where your friends know what job I'm on and go, I think Grace is going to be out of commission. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I won't. I, like, I'm, I, no, no, no. Do you understand that? Because cause that team, that unit, right, Grace has to be in a certain mindset to support Coretta Scott King. You know who that is? That's Martin Luther King's wife. Michelle Obama. Barack Obama's wife. I know I'm not. I, I, I shouldn't have gone out. I'm no, no, sorry. Let me, just, let me just lay it out for you, right? If I am, I'm just gonna say this. My temper, my shit, my trauma, blah, blah, all that, all that said, right? And I'm gonna say I'm a great man, a great man. I am doing great things, not just for me, but for my, for my culture, and for the world. That is actually the position I'm in. That's real. I'm not being a dick about it. I didn't ask for it. I've worked and that's the situation. The woman that supports me, that I support, that, we're, that needs to be a great woman and make sacrifices the way that man is making for her and for them, ultimately. We may have to start this whole show over, this part, because I don't like that. Jonathan, I... People are going to be playing this and saying, Jason's fake. I'm slowly now starting to not like you. 
You sat the okay, Marina. First, let me start by saying no disrespect to you. Okay, I'm taking. You sat there with a white woman and told her she needs to be like Coretta Scott King, the wife of a freedom fighter whose house got bombed by the Ku Klux Klan while her small children lay in there sleep while her husband was out fighting to unify the black and white communities so we could be treated equally and not be sprayed with fire hoses or having dogs sicked on us or sitting in the back of restaurants and buses and having the inability to vote in a country that slaves built after they were enslaved from a country where they get kings and queens. And you're there saying that she needs to stand next to you like Coretta. And then Michelle Obama the best, classiest, what well-dressed, culture-having, educated, beautiful mother of two and wife of the first black president, the dream that came alive from Martin Luther King while Coretta was sitting by watching him buried after he was assassinated for standing for something greater than any film you've ever been in. And that's who you want this stringy-haired, bleach blonde spaghetti strap heel on a red carpet looking like she just got out of a wash machine with no blow dry ass chick you want her to become the sum of that what type of jelly bellies did you eat <laughs> to come to that conclusion that that was even a there was even a microcosm of a possibility okay don't like you still want you on my show but probably not gonna get you now because i don't like you well yeah, no, like, I don't see you with Megan Good. I don't see you saying that to Megan Good. Now, I do see Megan being the description of the type of woman that you want in all the photos, but Megan Good ain't gonna let you run all. Megan Good is not the Megan, the Megan Good that I, the good that I know is not gonna let no major talk to her like she's a student in a drill team, okay? So I would love to see. That relationship behind closed doors, it's almost giving uh, Kiki Palmer and her baby daddy. Am I am I on to something? Mm. But do you think that Megan and Jonathan's relationship is authentic? Or do you think Yeah, I think I think I think Megan loves a good man. I don't know that he's a good man. Mm. Maybe he got some good penis though. Cause the way that and, and you you are drunk. You need to sober up. After he allegedly beat you in New York, you ran to the bar with his credit card and you got more drunk. So this may be a blue face of Krishan elevated, Mm. but I'm not, I I don't like it. I don't even need to talk about this anymore. Now he's, he's saying that he's innocent. And since he's been convicted of, you know, excuse me, are you paying attention to the scroll? Now, he says he's innocent, even though he's been convicted of two out of four of the charges of reckless assault in the third degree and harassment in the second degree. The jury now is saying that he was acquitted for more serious charges of intentionally assaulting her in the third degree and aggravated harassment in the second degree. I don't know how many degrees it is, but it's getting hot in here. And we ain't taking off none of your charges. He faces a year in prison. Megan's not going to wait for you. And you've been fired from Disney, so that that Marvel film is gone. This is really sad. Um, I don't really know how this whole story is going to shape up when it's edited, because it started off different than it ended up. But that was sort of like my dad being there with my mom. But look how I turned out. That's what I'm saying. So he could still come back. You were birthed from 
watch know. it. Well, good luck, Jonathan. Um, damn, this is all bad. Goodbye. All right. Well, I didn't get a chance to speak on this, but here we are. Krishan and Cardi are moving on. But when we when we first made this post, I think that a lot has transpired that even makes this topic in title very complicated. Krishan and Cardi have both ended relationships with the man they were with. Now, Krishan's is... Allegedly. Because it's on and off. Every moment of every day. Just today. Okay? But Cardi seems to now be over her relationship with her husband, Offset. Now, uh, it's right before Christmas, and we know that in the midst of everything going on, they both got roped up into allegations. And it's very unique because Blueface and Krishan have their thing going on where Krishan has covered up the blue face tattoo. But now the internet is swirling with rumors. It's not swirling with rumors. Blueface put it out that Krishan slept with Offset. The Tatiana rapper burnt the internet down. And in his attempts to go after his girl and alleged baby mother who every other day he is or is not having a baby by the girl here he now has dragged them into it and although she was already on her way out of the marriage she now is out because of all of this now i will start with a disclaimer i have talked to cardi probably every day as a friend because that's what friends do. I will not share our personal conversations here because I didn't talk to her as Cardi B. I talked to her as my bitch. Okay, this is my girl. This is my sis right here. And so I'm not going to go out and tell our personal business, but I've been checking on her as a friend. And I will say, she's doing fine. Let's start with that. This is a strong woman here. She's a strong mother. She's gonna be fine. This is an unfortunate situation. And I have to tell you, it's just messy. And when you know all four people, and I don't consider all four friends, this is my friend. I have a relationship with these two. You know, I was in love with this one. <laughs> and I know Offset, but we're not friends. We're cool. I don't think he likes me, and that's okay. He unfollowed us. We unfollowed him back. It's fine. What? I don't know it, that. It, I don't. You. No, we're, done. we're not going to play around, okay? This is my friend. This is her man. That's Blue. And that's Krishan, who I, you know, have, I do care about Krishan too. But all of this is just a lot. It's all a lot. And I have a job to do, so here we are. Now, Krishan got the blue face tattoo covered up. Let me show you a photo of the before and after of her neck. Remember she had blue there staring us down in the middle of her interview? Now there's a rose. She even got her new boyfriend, K. Suave, tattooed. Let me show you a picture of that. Nothing like breaking up with one guy and covering up his name or face to go and put another one on your body. Now, while I think that's just ludicrous and no disrespect to the rapper in Atlanta, Krishan continues to pour all her energy into a man. Meanwhile, Krishan Jr. sits nearby crying and upset. 
Blueface caught wind of this and all the things went left as he accused Krishan of having sex with, I'm going to say allegedly. Allegedly. Having sex with Offset. Who saw that in the bingo cards? That Offset and Blueface would be in a crossroad over Krishan Rock. Let me show you a photo of Blueface speaking on Krishan and Offset. He said, Finally, six more to go. LOL, get all that up off of you, please, respectfully. Being tatted on a hoe is not a flex. You literally fucked Cardi B's husband a couple weeks ago. I'm tired of niggas looking at me while they fucking you. Why, why, why? I've said this so many times. The internet right now is such a dangerous, reckless highway where everybody's crashing into everybody. Here's what Offset said immediately in response to the allegation. He said, I ain't never talk or touch that lady. Real talk, man, you need some help. But nobody bought it. Everybody believed it. Everybody believed it. And people on social media started dragging him, dragging it just was a lot. Now, Krishan also denied Blue's claims and then said that she found gay porn allegedly, allegedly. in Blueface's search history. This is a photo of Krishan on offsets of the affair with offset, alleged affair with offset, and Blueface's gay porn. She said, You just crashing out, making up shit. Let's talk about how I saw gay porn in your recent search history. That's why I honestly got the cover up, bro. I had a zesty nigga on my neck. Nothing wrong with being bisexual. Just let a bitch know before she fall in love, you weirdo. You over there trying to crack Italy, chop a baby mama. She dubbed you. You got no riz, my boy. Now, here's where I don't believe that he has gay porn on his phone. Because mm. as many times as I done told Blue I'm attracted to him, I'm as crazy, my crush, this, that, whatever, he ain't once popped off and tried to get at me. And I think I'm damn cute. Mm -hmm. And if I was Blue... He didn't budge, though. I would have budged. But he didn't. he didn't. So this is why I don't believe that. And I mm -hmm. believe that when certain people get mad at their man or their woman, they say the most outlandish things. And that's mm -hmm. the stuff that you know is going to get the internet going. If you remember on my show, I actually commended Blueface for having the ability to have a mm -hmm. good relationship with a gay man, an openly gay man like me, and be able to have conversations about not telling his son, asking his son if he's gay or not being uncomfortable with a gay man. And he's done a great job in doing that, you know, despite the fact that he's a very toxic man in the relationship with this girl. And he believes that I'm now a part of this circus that he's created. He always tells me you're a part of my circus. But in everyone's defense, I feel like everyone, let me just interject real quick, was saying like, Jason stays in the middle of it. And I can be the witness. We were at church praising the Lord on a Sunday and then these popped up. These tweets. Well, not only that, every time it. they do anything, I get tagged in it. Blueface's mm -hmm. team wants me to, team meaning the fans, want me to go say something to Krishan. Krishan's team wants their fans, want me to go say something to him. And then Carlissa's in the thing posting that I should mediate. I don't want to be in the group chat. I do interviews when they want to talk, and that's fine. But this has gone too far. Krishan later went live to continue alleging that Blueface is into gay porn. Take a look. Let's talk about what I saw in... Your search history, like, I was going to keep it to myself. I really had to get you off my neck because I don't know if you're taking dick in the butt. Like, I don't even know why you're watching gay porn. Like, I'm glad you don't want to be my baby daddy. 
I don't want no fruity loop. Raising my kid. Respectfully, I'm sorry. And then, uh, I don't, I don't really, like, I just apologize because, I don't know, I'm attached to a fucking weirdo that say weirdo shit online that doesn't make sense. What doesn't make sense is if you thought he was gay, why are you still having sex with him? Why are you still hooking up with him? Why are you still having moments with him? It's just not making sense to me. Now, Blueface, of course, denied the gay porn claims because that's what you do. This is what he said. Now I can't. Now I watch gay porn. That's the best you could come up with, Cap. Uh, I can sit here all day long and go through he said, she said, this. That. I mean, because I feel like right now we're in a matrix in this twilight zone of a thing called Krishan and Blueface that we all want to get out of, but we can't. Now, despite both Krishan and Offset denying the allegation that they hooked up, Blueface dropped a date and time that the alleged encounter happened. This is what he said on social media. He said, so you ain't fuck Cardi's husband November 10th at 4 a.m. at the house in L.A. I'm making this up. Tried to keep your secret, but you keep popping in on these apps. I'm only stating facts every time. Now, I don't know if there's security cameras, which... That's the thing about homes like my home, anything and everything that's ever happened in my home in public views is recorded. I just recently had to go back a year to go pull a camera, a, a receipt of something a year ago that I wanted to be able to look at for my own. And it's like, it's still there. So it's almost like, how does he know these things? And you know, I will say if Offset did that, that's there's no lower than that. And I'm not saying it's because of Krishan. I'm saying because you've you've had repeated allegations of cheating on your wife. You've embarrassed her several times. Mm -hmm. You've made up with her several times. You even kicked drugs and got your life together in order to keep your marriage intact. Had another child and then still allegedly, allegedly. cheated with Krishan. Blueface's alleged baby mama. Allegedly. Today it's not, but tomorrow it will be. So it's all bad. Now, Blueface goes on and gets into a whole beef with Soulja Boy. And they go viral, going after each other, wanting to pull up and meet up with each other. During his beef with Soulja Boy, Soulja told him that basically he did some police shit. And Blueface doubled down and explained why he did it. Take a look. Why you crying about Offset just fucking your bitch? You want to know why I did that? Why you do that? Because the bitch get on here popping it. Making up lies. I'm gay. I'm this. I'm trying to do this. Okay, you want to pop it, bitch? So I you know the truth. Nigga, that's police shit, nigga. How? So, How so dick you, and pussy so police you snitch, shit? So you snitching now? So you a snitch now? I thought you could only snitch to the pop to the cops, soldier. So you okay? So you just hop. So you just hop out. You just say. I you thought say, you whatever. could only snitch to the police, soldier. So so long as they call police, you, you, you just you just run around telling niggas business. That's what you do, huh, blue Nah, blue. I'm running around. Anybody wanna wanna join the blue face circus? They they're indulging in my business. You, you sound we're like gonna you use you. So you sound, we're gonna use you. Offset nigga, wanted ain't to no use me, nigga. Offset I run this shit, wanted, nigga. I listen, started this shit, nigga. You wanna talk we about offset, you, right? Nigga, use a buster, listen, nigga. Fuck you talking listen, about, listen, nigga. Listen, you wanna talk about offset, right? Listen. Yeah, all yeah, all that came out, and guess what? Offset got mad about his wife. 
made some threats, and we had somebody go tap his shoulder in Miami a couple days ago and let him know he's touchable. And he won't yeah, make another threat no, again. Nigga. I'm hey, really like that. that. Hey, what that, that got to do? Hey, what that got to do? You brought it up. You brought it up. All y'all rappers are going to be in prison in 2024. Just mark my words. Because everybody's going to start catching a Rico. And I ain't talking about no Dominican. Okay? I'm talking about y'all going to get them charges. Y'all going to be sitting down. Because y'all get on live arguing about having people pull up and threaten people and this and that. You do realize like the feds are watching. And building cases against all of you. And I love Soldier Boy. Soldier Boy is one of my first viral interviews, as you remember. I interviewed him and Floyd Mayweather. And he's he's a great person to interview because he's going to definitely give it to you. But I don't agree with you, Soldier, that that was police shit because, as Blueface was saying, the police stuff is when you're snitching to the police as it relates to street criminal activity. But if you're a man who's allegedly sleeping with my girl and you getting in my business and my relationship, I don't owe you anything. I don't have to come and kill you because you slept with my girl. I can put you on social media. Why not? I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And if Offset did it, damn, it is what it is. Now, you guys try to play with Offset, though, and you took a moment, put in a kissy emoji from Offset on a Nicki Minaj photo. That wasn't true. I confirmed that. And that was just you guys really being messy. Now, Krishan and Blueface went back and forth about what was going on with them. Cardi briefly reacted to the drama, and this broke a lot of people's hearts. The first thing she did was she had shared that she was leaving her husband, that she was already gone. And she seemed pretty calm. And if you know Cardi, it took a lot for her to get to this point. Take a look. It has been an eventful day. I don't pay mind to none of that. Like, I don't I don't care about none of that. I don't want you to put me none of that. I don't know if you guys been getting clues from me from my lives or from my stories when I put some certain music or find my own followings. When it comes for today's events and stuff, I don't know if it's true. I don't think it's true. I don't care to find out because I, I've been single for a minute now, but I have been afraid to like, not afraid, I just don't know how like to tell the world. But I feel like today has been like a sign. The last time I got on live, I wanted to tell you guys, but I didn't know how to tell you. So I was like, I changed my mind. But it has been like this for a minute now. I want to start 2024 like fresh, open. I don't know. I'm curious for a new for a new life, for a new beginning. And yeah, I'm excited. New look, new life, new everything. So I've been wanting to tell you guys for a minute. I don't know how you guys haven't gotten the hint, but it is what it is. Um, I don't know if today, what happened today is true or not. I simply don't care because I just been doing me, focusing on me, focusing on my shit. I told you that I've been going so hard for 2024 to go directly as I wanted to. I feel like in 2017, um, I was single and that's when I worked the hardest and that's when I focused the, the hardest and that's when I put out my best work. And then I found I love and I've been with for a minute. I back to that 2018 and I don't know. I'm excited. I'm I'm happy. I'm truly happy. Like and I love you guys. And there's no drama. And the thing I and the honest truth is the reason why I've been so afraid and I just been giving clues from here, there, here, there is because I feel like 
you guys just don't understand that I've been with somebody for six years. And not every not everything is cheating, woman, this, that, this, that. Six years is a very long time. It's a lot of arguments. Not arguments, it's a lot of just... You know when you... I don't know how to explain it. When, I just know because I know I've been with somebody for this. Then a few days later after that, she dragged her husband publicly, which she's never done on Twitter. Take a look. Offset, you bitch ass nigga. And trust me, I'm finna take it there. Motherfuckers will try you when you're at your lowest and your most vulnerable time. You were out here feeling yourself, but trust me, the tables turn. Cardi then got emotional because let me tell you how she works. Social media is going. She's thinking about what's happening. She's sitting there looking at her young kids and she's thinking about all the times that she's been loyal and worked through her issues with her husband and has saved face and participated in his career as well. And thinking about getting played, this is what she did when she got emotional about it. Internet shit, I really, really don't like doing the internet shit. You need to stop calling me. Cause you will fucking talk to a nigga and a motherfucker will play in your fucking face, in your fucking face, over and over and over and over and over again. And she'll be like, watch, watch what I'm about to do. Watch what I'm about to say. And it's so fucking sad that a nigga like to, yo, this motherfucker really likes to play games with me when I'm at my most vulnerable time. When, I, when I'm not the most confident, they like, he likes to play games with me because he knows I'm not an easy girl. He, he knows yesterday I could have been out, I could have been chilling, I could have been this and that. He knows I'm in my house. He knows that I'm chilling. He knows I'm not doing the most. And I've really been sparing you. I've really been sparing you. You've been fucking feeling yourself, you bitch-ass nigga, because of your bitch-ass album and shit. And you've really been fucking doing me dirty after so many fucking years. Get off your ass. Not even a fucking thank you that I got for your bitch ass. And it's so crazy that I gotta go to the fucking internet because whenever the fuck I tell you something, you don't take shit seriously. And I'm so tired of it. I'm so fucking tired of this bitch ass nigga. When you saw that, what'd you think? I got emotional too because you can really tell she really genuinely loved him. She always was a family person, always was a relationship person. And I don't know what happened, but she's hurt. And it's heartbreaking to hear. Heartbreaking. Yeah. Um, well, I'm glad that as a woman you felt that. Nicki Minaj did not feel that way. She decided to chime in with this tweet. Take a look. She posted a photo of Michael Jackson hanging out the window um, and did this right after Cardi had gone live. So right after you heard that video of a very emotional Cardi, that was Nikki's response. Well, of course, uh, Cardi dragged Nikki's husband into it, Kenneth Petty, and this is what she posted. I'm really 100. Today is not the day. Take your man to a park and leave me the fuck alone. can't take him to a park because he's a sex offender. Yeah. I posted on my Twitter, imagine a woman at her lowest, most vulnerable moment and a woman whose husband is constantly under fire for killing someone and raping somebody and being on the sex registry, take a shot at them by using a photo of the greatest artist of all time. Unpack that. Well, while all that was happening, Charleston White hopped into the conversation because he said he wants to take Cardi on a date despite being married with two kids himself. Mm. 
Here's a video of Charleston taking a shot. I fuck with Domingo. But boy, I sure would like to go on a date with Cardi B. Boy, since her and that boy done broke up, and it's only fair, because it's fair game. She's fair game now. Say, uh, boy, I sure would like to go on a date with Cardi B. Cardi B, can I take you out? I just, listen, just, we can do a meta, metaverse date. You go to a restaurant, I go to a restaurant in a quiet corner, and we go live and just talk. Talk to each other. That's all I want. Man, man, I just want, man, I just want to talk to Cardi B. I just want to have a three-hour conversation with Cardi B like I did with Cam Newton. Can I have, can I do that? That's all I want for Christmas. I don't want 12 gold teeth. I used to want 12 gold teeth for Christmas. I don't want 12 gold teeth no more. I want a three-hour conversation with Cardi B. Nobody wants a three-hour conversation with anybody, Charleston. First of all, if you don't put a sweater on your skinny ass, playing around in the kitchen. All my fans keep saying we need to get Charleston on the yes, show. Yes, I want him. He's welcome to come whenever he's in LA. Just don't bring no guns over here. You know, this is sad to see. Let me say this. You know, again, I don't consider myself a friend of Offset's and, you know, I haven't been a fan of his behavior and there's been a lot that's gone on behind the scenes and in front of the scenes that a lot of people have tried to support him through his marriage. Um, you know, Cardi's going to be fine and she's going to keep it moving. When I do think about how good of a father he is and how much he loves his children and how now they're going to have to co-parent if he does stay outside the house. That's really sad. Um, but I do believe that, you know, kids deserve to live in a home where they're free from toxic behavior and toxic relationships. And this relationship is clearly toxic. And, uh, you know, I don't know if Cardi's invested any thoughts or time into whether or not the Krishan thing is real or not. And I don't know if what the real reason was that Cardi decided to leave, because I will say she told me before all this Krishan stuff that she was out. And so I knew that there were issues and I thought it was one of those things where, you know, you're not mad, you're ha not mad, not happy with your man or you're mad at your man. And so you're just saying, I'm done. Mm -hmm. Well, she was really done. So I don't know what's going to happen, but I will say if she goes back now, I think it will kind of look crazy, right? Very much so. Right. Mm -hmm. But it was interesting for me to look. So I feel like to me, Cardi B is like, you know, my love for her. Like she's flawless and beautiful and for her to say she's like not confident it was really heartbreaking because i'm like you are cardi you can have anybody you want mm -hmm. you could slide in anybody's dms walk up to anybody and i feel like anybody would like bow down to her but i don't think her confidence or the issue that she was having was related to that i think that cardi pays mm -hmm. a lot of attention to social media and i've said this many times publicly i think the barbs are terrorists and I think they terrorize her and everybody else. I mean, the things they've said about me, and I and I don't even have half the level of fame that mm -hmm. she does, or followers or influence. And so I understand this, the challenges that she's dealing with to a certain degree. I think it's one of those things that's unfortunate. Um, and you know, I think Cardi's going to be fine. And I hope that Offset reconciles everything that happens and figures out how to move forward and continue to be a good dad. Um, and you know, the next relationship he gets in, hopefully it works out. Mm -mm. Now, as far as Blueface and Krishan goes, I'm not going to wish anything other than them to stop tweeting because what we know for sure is that by the time this airs, this will be dated because they will have done something different. Like today, which is the day before you saw this with her taking Blueface's phone. I can't even text him right now because she took his phone and was going through it at seven in the morning with the baby laying there crying in the car. Did you see it? I saw it. it was too early. I didn't have a morning coffee. It was a lot going on. There was 103 people, 103,000 people watching this live. Good luck to all. All right. Goodbye. All right. 
Megan the Stallion is back in the news, and this time she's dragging partisan Fontaine. Tori and Kelsey, her friend, all the people besides party that were in the car the night that she was allegedly, allegedly. shot by Tori. Now, again, she he was convicted, but both sides are still contesting what happened. I'm just going to put that out there. Now, Megan Thee Stallion is back in the news cycle as she combats comments from her ex-boyfriend, Partisan Fontaine, you know, super producer, rapper, and allegations claiming that Tori Lanez did not shoo her, but instead it was her ex-bestie, Kelsey Harris. Now, we all know that Tori got convicted of Meg's 2020 shooting, uh, but during the trial, there was speculation that her ex-BFF, Kelsey, had the gun and pulled the trigger. Now, let me show you a photo lineup of Megan, Kelsey, and Tori just so we can put all of the players in this story on uh, on the table now meg looks great here by the way i don't know who's doing her makeup but meg you look great and shout out to kellan getting that wig right now that's tori before the fro he's now locked up i don't know what that hairline is given and that's kelsey who had a baby and dropped a diss track against megan after all of that transpired now despite kelsey never being charged with or targeted by prosecutors tori's diehard supporters still believe that he's innocent and have been circulating unconfirmed documents claiming that tori's driver saw kelsey hold the gun now the bodyguard i don't think we ever found during the travel trial and you know we've seen video of megan online describing the shooting as it's happened one time she said he was sitting in one place the next time she said he was sitting somewhere else and so a lot of people have believed and have speculated that megan has just been dragging it well megan is now de denying the claims that her friend or her ex-friend best friend uh had the gun and that shot her and she took to her instagram live the other day to clarify that listen i'm trying to move on from being shot the best I can. I still wake up in the middle of the night crying. People, especially people that I used to be cool with, they know how bad social media affect me. Everybody in my life knew how bad social media would make me cry. Like I would get online and see people say some terrible shit and I'd be like, oh my God, everybody hates me, it's over. So the people who attack me that I used to be cool with, they know exactly where to hit me, where it hurt because they think that I'm still on that type of time, like social media gonna hurt my feelings. Motherfuckers is getting denied every time they try to set a motion for a new trial. So they trying to pull shit out the air. Okay, let's do this now. I'm not about to keep going with y'all. Y'all defending somebody who didn't even take the stand and defend themselves. Y'all going back and forth about facts. Y'all could go read real shit. Like, y'all literally believe anything if it's bold and in all caps. Like, go read something that's going to take you a minute to sit down and have a good read. Like, go read something that's going to make you have to do some critical thinking. Not a thing that is curated by bots and blogs that hate me. Like, y'all need to sit down and have a good read. Like, imagine somebody saying that they did not commit a crime and not defending themselves to the T. Imagine y'all saying somebody is following the street code, not snitching. Are you snitching or are you not snitching? Cause y'all trying to pretend like Kelsey shot me. Kelsey didn't motherfucking shoot me. And I really wonder why she, her main problem with me was, you won't tell people I didn't shoot you. I was like, Kelsey, I don't want to talk about this on social media at all. But now you won't even get online and defend yourself. So that really just proves my points. Either you took some money or you're like, like why won't you get online and say, bitch, cause this is what y'all care about. Y'all care about online. Cause the case already won in court, but y'all care about online. Why would y'all motherfuckers not get up there and say, if you did, if you say you didn't shoot me, why won't you get on the stand and say I didn't shoot this bitch? You you say it online every day. You figure out how to get your niggas to say you didn't do it. You figure out how to get the boss to say you didn't do it. But the one motherfucker it would have mattered from was you. You should have said I didn't do it. Kelsey did it. If she did it, why wouldn't you just say she did it? Kelsey, if you did not do it, why won't you just say I did not do it? 
I know who shot me. I said who shot me, and that's why the fuck you in jail. Y'all motherfuckers are dragging it online like it's some new evidence. There's no new evidence. There you go. Well, in addition to combating speculation about her 2020 shooting, Meg also addressed recent cheating comments from her ex-partisan Fontaine, a.k.a. Party. Now, as you know, she dropped a song basically saying that he was getting his penis sucked on in a bed that she slept in, and then he went and did his own uh, diss track, because that's what you do when you break up with somebody and you're talented. Well, here's a photo of Megan Party and Happy New Year Times. Let me show you. They were a sexy couple that I used to love bumping into. He is a great guy, by the way, and she's a good girl. You know, she used to have that drinking problem that I know she worked on. And uh, and and then he said in her, his diss track that she was posting all them gym photos, but she was really getting work done. It was messy, 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 but we loved every second of it. Well, after Megan and Party split back in February, she released that song I told you about, Cobra. And then he got dragged for filth by Meg's fans. And they believe that uh, he, she seemingly exposed him cheating. Let me show you a photo of those words, as I just mentioned. She raps, pulled up, caught him cheating, getting his dick sucked in the same spot I sleep in. Lord, give me a break. I don't know how much more of this shit I can take. How long you been worried about me telling people that's not me? Honestly, I feel like it's you plotting, watching. What is you? Why is you speaking on me at my lowest when you acted like you ain't noticed? I was tripping, going crazy, and they be low-key hating, so they ain't going to say shit. Damn, I finally see it. I'm killing myself when bitches would die to be me. Okay, I didn't rap that perfectly. But then Cardi, as I said, clapped back with his own. And the song was called The Person, T-H-E-E, like Megan The Stallion. And this is where he addressed alleged cheating claims. He even said that she got liposuction and lied to Gail King about the Tory shooting. And here's some of what he rapped about. Rapping on his new song, he said, sit down for a second, girl, you need to hear this. Be for real, you ain't even realistic. Got lipo, then you started posting gym pics. The, the, Jesus. The things that you're doing is sadistic. He also claimed, he also told her, clean up her foundation. The work that you need is internal. He also talks about asking Megan if she had sex with certain people he rapped. I asked you to your face, did you fuck them niggas? And you swore on your mother. More lies from the lips of a lover. Mm, mm. Mm. He, he went on to say, I picked out a ring, then you lied to my face. Went on TV and then lied to Gail King. I found out with the rest of the world, God, I treated you like a queen. The whole time I'm a clown in your circus. I tried to pull up out the mud, pull you up out the mud. Here you are trying to draw me on purpose. You know the devil was a serpent. For some streams and views, girl, I hope it was worth it. This is ain't for Megan the Stallion. This is for Megan the person. It sounded much better when he did it. Now, a month later, Party went on to sit with Angela Yee and the lip service group, and this is all women, and here's where he made a mistake. I love lip service. I've been on it twice. But if you're accused of cheating on a woman or blasting her about her weight loss, this and that, you don't go sit down with women because y'all all going to stick together. Mm -hmm. Party stopped by the breakfast club, but before he did that, here's what he said to Angela and her crew. Did that's, you cheat? That's not what happened. Put it like that. That's not what happened at all. Um, What's cheating? No, 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 don't like, do like, that. No, 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 please, 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 please. Because, <laughs> don't you but, do that. No, 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 because I really need to go there. I really, I really, really do. Did you get your dick sucked by somebody I'm else? I'm not it, Did she catch you getting your dick sucked? Absolutely not. Okay. Absolutely not. Did you have sex or be or you intimate with somebody else while y'all were in, in a relationship? relationship? Absolutely not. You're saying you didn't cheat? 
Absolutely. But this is my thing, right? <laughs> okay. Is, is hiding text messages cheating from your partner? Is that cheating? Well, what are these text messages? Well, I feel if like... If it's something that you got to hide from your partner, is it cheating? Right, and that's what I was going to say. I feel like anything, and I've, I've answered this plenty of times, I feel like anything that you are doing that you would not do in front of your significant other, I feel like that's a form of cheating. Or Rather anything it's... you don't want her doing. Right. Rather it's be, emotionally, you know. physically, <clears throat> intellectually, if it's something that you're not going to do right in front of your partner or something that you wouldn't accept your partner doing from you, then yes, that's cheating. Yeah, that's just my thought. So did you cheat? In that regard, I, 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 I say so. Okay. You know what I mean? So but maybe it was inappropriate stuff. But I will say inappropriate, inappropriate. correct, right? <laughs> okay. You're inappropriate, correct. But the way that it was painted, that would have me so mad. I'm like, this is the part of the relationship after everything that took place, everything that was like kind of, you know, forgiving everything that we've washed away. Especially when nobody asked for this. This is what you want to go with. What did he do? I don't know what he did. What is cheating at this point? Were you looking? Were you texting? I don't know. Um, I think they cornered him into admitting that he cheated instead of it being a conversation or an interview. It was like he kind of got pressed. But then again, that's the format. Well, he went over to the Breakfast Club uh, and, um, you know, well, after that, he also went over to the Breakfast Club. And this is what he said. Why did we break up? There's a there's a there's a laundry list of, of reasons that could have caused us to be apart. And I don't want you to give any of them because you still love that young lady. I, that was my next question because on your project, it sounds like, no, on the person, it sounds like you still love her. You do. You you definitely love you her. Da, I, absolutely. I, listen, I'm a person that doesn't, that believes love doesn't go away. It changes. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. like, and I've always, and that's another thing I've stated. Like, yo, I always want well for her. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I'm not a person that wants bad for her. I'm not out here calling her all types of such and such. I've, I've never, I've never even discussed some of the things on that song with my closest friends, like you know what I'm saying. So when the song came, people's like, "Yo, that this," ha you know what I'm saying. I don't, I don't, I never ever once ever talk bad about her to to anyone. Not even, you know what I mean. Like, mm -hmm. I, 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 I do wish her the best. But you said she lied to you about something. What did she lie about? What you was talking about earlier? Because when, yes. when you buy a ring and you're about to propose, right? Mm -hmm. So you found out she lied about something. And that made you change your mind. I felt like, I felt like it made me definitely have to second guess where where we was at. You know what I mean? At that time, mm -hmm. like it, it took it, it did it did damage. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like internal. I don't know if it made us break apart, but it was just like it definitely took a blow to me. Well, in another interview, Party said that he did cheat on Meg, but said it was only after she stepped out on him, and she fired back at him. <sighs> On Instagram Live, this is what she said. You don't hurt. I didn't do that. Well, why the fuck is you responding to me? Do you know how many niggas y'all claim I done fucked with? Why are you answering? Why are you trying to make that shoe fit? Was it you getting your dicks up in the same spot I was sleeping? If you say it wasn't true, why the hell is you dissing me? Like, what the fuck is going on? Why are you talking to me? I wasn't, if you said I wasn't talking to you, I wasn't talking to you. Like, you just wanted to fucking find a reason to bash me. It, it seems very strategic. Like, it feels like... They get on making ass. All right, let me go get on her ass too. Like, if I'm not talking about you, why the hell are you talking about me? Like, what's happening? And should I not defend myself? Like, should I not come on here and say, what? Like, I don't have anything bad to say about my ex. I genuinely don't. Like, If I'm not talking about you, why are you talking about me? You say I didn't cheat. So why was for you? Why are you making the shoe fit, Cinderella? 
Like, you're squeezing your foot in there, friend. If it wasn't you, why the hell is you talking to me? That doesn't make sense. And I don't feel like I should have to explain myself, but you know, it, I'm, I'm not that big of a person yet. God ain't finished with me. He's still working. <laughs> Megan, I say that all the time. But I think you both are being petty at this point. And you kind of started it, even though you're saying it may not have fit about him. You called him Cinderella. I mean, y'all both slick with the words. I guess that's what happens when you do with words. Who do you think is telling the truth in here? What do you think is going on? I think it's a lot of truth in both. And Party ate that diss track up. But I feel like he held it until Meg dropped the first little hint. Because it wasn't until she dropped Cobra that he dropped that. So I don't know. It's giving truth on both sides. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Well, Why she has to go on IG Live? I don't know. Though. What I would say is that I, I pray that both of you continue to find mm -hmm. peace in the, the, the better days when things weren't as nasty as they seem to be getting. I mean, Cardi. I mean, Cardi. Party. Uh, is going to have more bars for you, Megan, if you come after him. So if you drop any more hints, if you drop Zebra, you know, you drop Cobra. Now, if you drop Zebra or Linus, you know, you might get something. And then Party, I just think, you you know, this is not somebody who finds himself in the middle of critical condition type tweets and texts and lives uh, where people feel like, oh, my God, it's off with his head. But now he is right in the middle of it because he's dating somebody who has in the last, what, several years been in very toxic relationships. One that ended up in gun violence. Another one that has ended up in shots fired online. As tempted as I am, I can't find it. Maybe God doesn't want me to do this, but... Oh. Either way, it didn't stop there. Party got defensive about it and hopped on live. Look. I don't want people to think like this is some some tour or something like that. I got music that's out. I got music to promote. It took me a long time to mentally, emotionally be able to get to a point where I wanted to release music. Nigga, it's taken me forever to just be able to talk. I haven't gone live in how long? Like, I haven't gone live in how long? Years, you know what I'm saying? Very rarely. So, I wanted to inform you about how these things work. You know what I'm saying? How, how how interviews work. And they chop up, they, they like to chop up out of interviews the things that they think y'all gonna click on, the things that uh they think that y'all gonna react to, you know? And that's part of journalism, that's how it goes. Unfortunately, the things that they ask me about are things that I never intended to ever, ever talk about. You know what I'm saying? I never I never intended to, to speak on none of these things, but I'm somewhat of a public figure, I guess, and people want to know. You know what I'm saying? Inquiring minds want to know. And uh, in all actuality, these things is never even easy for me to talk about. Like they never, it's never something I want to speak on. Never something I want to elaborate on. You've never once seen me speak on my personal life, whether I be happy, sad, and different. You know what I'm saying? Just little tidbits. So. This is, these are always uncomfortable for me. But if you watch my interviews in their entirety, I always speak about exactly what happens, exactly how I feel, without even giving too much, because I don't like to dive into too much. But I have no problem taking accountability. I, yeah, that's what it is? Yeah. Let's, let's talk about what the definition is. Yeah, I did that. Yeah, find me an interview where I say no. Not once. But I just don't appreciate people throwing rocks and hiding their hands.
I was chilling. I was cooling. Nobody asked me nothing. Nobody asked nobody nothing, in fact. And, and throwing rocks and hiding your hands is just... That's not good behavior. You know what I'm saying? It's not good. Especially the people that have been good to you. Um, everything I needed to talk about, I talked about on the song. Everything I needed to say, I said it on the song. People want to know why. They want to know what happened. And when you paint things in ways that they didn't happen, you got to clear it up. You got you to gotta fucking clear it up. Um, but with all that said, with all that being said, I wish happiness for everybody. I wish healing for everybody. I felt like I was well along my journey. I felt like I was well along in my journey. I had put a lot behind me. I had uh, I had ate a lot of shit as, as a male, as a man. Like, you know what I'm saying? I just ate it. You know what I'm saying? I felt like this was like not one of those times I was going to let it slide. Let somebody speak on me and let my, let my story be told by somebody else. This wasn't one of those times I was going to let it slide. Good luck. Goodbye. I just want everybody, all these broken relationships, Jonathan Majors and his girl, Krishan Rock and Blueface, Cardi and Offset, Megan the Stallion and Partisan. This whole episode was dedicated to toxic love. And we didn't even get into Kiki and Darius. There's another one on the list. Lord. Why'd you bring them up? Leave them alone. It's time for thoughts and prayers. <laughs> With the new year around the corner, everybody's getting ready to drop dead weight and begin a fresh new chapter in their lives. Now, for some, it may be getting a new job, getting a new house, or in the case of Cardi, Krishan, and Meg, a whole new life without their most recent partners. Now, with Cardi, although we hate to see another marriage fail, especially when there are children involved, you can't force someone to remain in a situation that no longer makes them happy and offers them peace. And if we ain't tight, it ain't right. Just look at Jonathan and Grace. Despite the verdict, that man told that woman he just needed her to be his piece. And she went and did the opposite. Girl, he said, be like Michelle and Coretta. Sometimes you just got to know when to move on. And Cardi and Krishan have had enough of the drama and are now focusing on being mothers and furthering their careers. And we all know a working independent woman with mouths to feed is unstoppable. Just as we are championing uplifting our girl Tiffany Haddish, when people are going to when people are going through their trials, you lend them a hand, not step on them while they're down. Now Tiffany has already taken accountability and is beginning the process of righting her wrongs and bettering herself because y'all already know she ready to keep bringing us laughter and to keep living her best healthy life again so she can win those big awards like we know Fantasia will bring home for the color purple. Now, let's also make sure we show up and show out for that premiere like y'all do for these non-color movies. Because if we ain't got us, who else will? That's it for this episode of The Jason Lee Show. Make sure that you download and subscribe to the podcast everywhere it streams. Watch over on YouTube. Click that notification bell so that way you can get that and The Jason Lee Show. Make sure you follow us everywhere on social media, both The Jason Lee Show and Hollywood Unlocked and my personal Instagram. We appreciate all of you for watching. Until then, we're out. Peace. The Jason Lee Podcast.